Hey everybody and welcome to the latest edition of Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Tuesday, the 29th of September. And after almost six months of grueling competition, we have finally arrived at the finals for 2020. It has been the craziest and most bizarre season in rugby league history. Uh, but we're going to talk about all the finals matchups and I'm going to give my previews for each of those matchups this afternoon. Thank you guys for joining me every Tuesday afternoon. It's uh, It's been an honor to present this podcast to you guys in 2020 and I hope to continue it for many years to come and hopefully in the last remaining weeks of this podcast and the State of Origin previews that come post-Grand Final, we can have some guests on and we can have some fun and we can talk about some football and all the finals action um, because there are some big games this week. We're going to be talking about each and every single one of those. We're also going to discuss the final round of the National Rugby League for 2020. Um, at the end of the season, I'm going to have my season review as well, where we'll discuss uh, all the bottom eight teams' performances and how they can improve uh, for 2021 and see if they can make the finals. And, of course, we're going to discuss how each of the teams went in the playoffs in 2020. Um, but before we get to the action, please remember to like Steve's NRL Footy Tips if you haven't. Um, please follow and subscribe to eat the podcast wherever you guys listen to it, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts. Uh, or anywhere else you guys may listen to the podcast. Um, but we're going to get straight into the action very soon. As I said, the team lists have dropped. Um, it's a massive team list. There's some big ins, some big outs. Uh, we're going to discuss it all here live on the podcast. Uh, but yeah, Tuesday afternoon, I'm looking forward to it. I've been watching some uh, classic rugby league matches over the last couple of weeks, whether it be State of Origin matches or classic finals matches. And I'm just hyped. I'm ready to go for the final series. Also saw the Tampa Bay Lightning um, in the National Hockey League, the NHL, win the Stanley Cup today. So big congratulations to them. I'm a big fan of uh, ice hockey, if you guys didn't know. Um, but great to see the sporting world uh, start back up amid the huge pandemic we've been in in 2020 due to the COVID-19. But let's go. Let's discuss the finals action. And it all is going to start on Friday night for finals 2020. And before I get into the finals matches for 2020... In the National Rugby League, I'd be absolutely remiss if I didn't discuss uh, the NRLW competition. That's right, the women's competition in Rugby League uh, all kicks off this week. And if you guys did not watch the first two seasons, it's a very entertaining and exciting brand of football. Um, the Brisbane Broncos, they uh, they have dominated the first two competitions. Um, they, of course, winning both titles, taking them out. Um, and if you guys, as I said, didn't know, if you didn't watch the... NRLW for the first two seasons, the four teams in the competition are the Roosters, Dragons, Broncos, and Warriors. Um, and the way the competition works this year at least, and hopefully we can get expanded over the next few seasons and get a couple more games in for the women. Um, but there's going to be three regular rounds where each of those four teams versus each other, and then it's going to be the grand final, which I believe will take place on the same day as the 2020 National Rugby League grand final for the men's. So... Um, exciting action, the round two matchups, uh, sorry, the round one matchups, um, the two of them, uh, the first one takes place on Saturday morning at 11.30 when the Roosters women's team versus the Dragons women's team, and uh, the Roosters really struggled uh, in the back end of 2019, their women's side, uh, they've got a bunch of new stars, I think there's a rugby seven star um, starting at 5'8", her name's Charlie Charlotte Haslick, so it'll be interesting to see how she plays, uh, the Dragons have uh, the superstar Sam Brenner, um, who's returning, um, and she's coming back into uh, fullback. Uh, I believe she only played the first season of the women's competition. The NRL's young Shakaya Tungiai is going to be given a chance at 5'8". 
Um, so exciting match. I'm going to tip the I'm going to tip the Dragons, the local team in the Lalora here. I'm going to tip them by six points. Um, and in the second game, it's going to be the Premiers, the two-time reigning Premiers, the Brisbane Broncos women's team versus the New Zealand Warriors women's team Saturday at 3 p.m. So a double header on your Saturday. So check that out. I'm going to tip the Broncos women's team. Uh, as I said, they've They've been absolutely outstanding for the first two seasons. I can see that uh, continuing in 2020. There's a lot of changes for the Warriors women's team, and it's an entirely, uh, almost entirely new squad. So it'll be interesting to see how the women perform. But we'll get a real gauge of how that competition goes after the first week, and we'll discuss it for the rest of the week, uh, weeks leading into the grand final. So that's very exciting. Um, but now let's start with the NRL action. It all kicks off on Friday night. All right, for the National Rugby League, the NRL Finals will kick off on Friday night between the Penrith Panthers and the Sydney Roosters from Panthers Stadium at 7.50 there on Friday night. And wow, what a huge matchup to start the 2020 final series. The Penrith Panthers, they're on a 15-game winning streak. They're going for the record of 18 wins in a row. Um, the Bulldogs in the NRL had that record uh, from 2002 when they won 17 games in a row before losing all their points that year due to a salary cap scandal. So the Panthers have a chance to create history if they can go undefeated for the rest of the season. They're versing a Roosters side um, that obviously, um, if you guys watched the Rugby League, the huge story that's been circulating in the Rugby League world in the past week is last Friday night's match between the Rabbitohs and the Roosters where the South Sydney Rabbitohs absolutely demolished the Sydney Roosters. I've heard some ridiculous... um, theories about the Roosters throwing that game. And let me tell you, they were just caught completely off guard by the Rabbitohs. I don't know if they thought they were going to be an easy beat or if they just didn't show up on the night. But the Roosters looked all over the place. Um, and a far cry from this team that we've seen won the last two premierships in a row. Um, so I expect a completely different Roosters performance this week. They're going to be up for this game. It's the first week of the finals. Um, and a lot of them are consummate professionals. And they know what it takes to win premierships, whether it be guys like Tedesco, the Morrises, Keery, um, Boyd Cordner, these guys are pros. Um, and I think they'll bounce back in a big way in this game. Uh, we're looking at the stats and the history in this matchup. Um, head-to-head, these two teams have versed 97 to- uh, sorry, 98 times, with the Roosters winning 60 of the matches, the Penrith Panthers winning 37, and there's been one draw between them in finals matches. Despite both of these teams being in the competition for well, well over 50 years. Of course, the Roosters are one of the foundation teams that the Panthers have been been in the comp since 1967. Um, they've only versed in three finals matches, and uh, the Panthers actually have the advantage in that one. Um, they've won two games. The Roosters have only won one, and of course, the most notable of those finals matches came back in 2003, uh, where the Penrith Panthers defeated the Sydney Roosters in the grand final. Um, so a lot of history um, in that match of course. The last time these two teams played in a finals match, notably, was 2014, where the Roosters were heavy favourites. Penrith were down um, with about five minutes left and caused a late rally at a rate comeback due to a Dean Ware um, try and then a Jamie Seward conversion. Some Jamie Seward magic got Penrith home that night. Um, so uh, that's very, very notable because obviously... Um, the Roosters were the, the favourites in that game. They're not the favourites in this one. They're $2 here, but obviously they've been the benchmark for the past two seasons. Penrith, they're on a 15-game winning streak. As I said, they're flying. They deserve the minor premiership this year. Um, but obviously, whoever loses this game is not going to get eliminated. They're playing for the week off. They're playing for the right to uh, host a preliminary final. Um, so it's all to play for in this game. Uh, both these teams, I think, have just been, um, you know, 
just been they haven't been sinking they've just been you know maintaining themselves in the water um in the past couple of months they're just getting ready for this final series um Penrith have been looking for a challenge for a long time their last challenge was against the Eels um but they haven't really versed the likes of the Roosters of the Storm for a long period of time and I think they're going to show up in this game um a lot of people out there will be uh saying that the Roosters can get over the top of them just because of the fact that the Panthers haven't had this sort of challenge for a long period of time and you're looking at their team they've got a very young side it's there's a lack of finals experience there um of course Nathan Cleary's led New South Wales to some victories in the past and he got guys that have you know won premierships like Corsia um Josh Mentor's played in plenty of big matches as well um James Tamo is another another big match player as well so they've got some finals experience but most of it's a young uh, young side so there's going to be a lot of critics out there watching Penrith this week on the guys like Dylan Edwards, Stephen Crichton, Jerome Luai, all these young kids. Kikau, we'll see what his involvement is like in his real first big finals match because they've only, you know, played from the bottom four of the eight in the past when they made the finals. Um, so, as I said, the pressure's all on Penrith this week um, to a certain extent, but it's very much on the Roosters as well. When you look at the fact that they lost 60-8 to to us, they were terrible in that game. They need to get back to basics. Um, obviously, they're going to be helped this week by the return of Joseph Barnum and Brett Morris um, on that side that the Rabbitohs targeted, that left-hand side, um, and dominated last weekend. Um, Orbison and Ikevanu are not there this week. Um, but the big news for the Roosters in the team list is that Jake Friend um, won't be playing this weekend after getting injured last week. They're going to be starting Freddie Lussick, um, and they've got Lachlan Liam as cover still on the bench. So... Um, We'll see how that impacts the match. But as I said, for the Roosters, they need to get back to the basics. They need to remember why they're here. I'm sure they will do that. They're professionals um, to the highest, highest extent. And Phil Gould on 100% pure football last night, he mentioned the fact that he thinks they might be cooked um, in terms of that they've lifted for such a long period of time. They've won two premierships in a row. They were a bit underdone at the start of the year and lost their first two games. One of them was to Penrith in round one, 20 to 14. But... They managed to come back after that COVID break and they were refreshed. Um, but the 18 rounds in a row has just been grueling on all the 16 teams in this competition. And especially considering the Roosters, you know, they had a World Cup challenge victory before the start of the season. They had the Auckland Nines. Um, obviously, after their two premierships, they've lost Cooper Cronkland and Troy Mitchell. So they've been up for such a long period of time that they might have no more gas in the tank. And... I don't necessarily agree with that. Um, I think that they're, they're definitely a team that can beat anyone on their day. Um, but obviously, they are running low on um, on that S, X factor at the moment. And um, with injuries to guys like Kiri and Boy Cordner, which have had over the years, over the years due to concussion and stuff like that, and the Morris brothers um, sometimes being out, same as Hargraves, um, they might be a little undercooked heading into this final series, but I expect them to bounce back in a strong way. Um, there's going to be a huge improvement in this game, and I don't know if they're going to get out in straight sets, but I do have Penrith winning this game um, just due to the momentum that they're carrying into the finals. I mean, momentum's such a huge thing in this competition. Um, just like the Rabbitohs, who are going to be absolutely um, trying to hone in on that round 20 victory against the Roosters and carrying that form into the finals. The Panthers have been up for such a long period of time, um, but the difference between these two teams is that Penrith's death this year um, is there and is strong, but they haven't had the injury concerns that the Roosters have been have had. And um, I just expect Penrith to capitalise on their opportunities. I don't think they're going to be perfect in this game. It's going to be a real test. 
but I've got the Penrith Panthers in the first finals match of 2020. I've got the Panthers by eight points. I think it's going to be a very tight first half. And the good thing, the, the thing that I love about watching Penrith in 2020, um, and there's a lot of reasons about loving them um, this season, is that when things go wrong for them, they have not been panicking. And they keep that form. They know that someone. They know that someone's going to step up when it's needed, uh, either it be Cleary or Luai or Dylan Edwards, or even like someone like Kikia with an explosive run, um, explosive hit up and really creating an opportunity due to an offload or a line break. Um, they know that someone's going to step up. They know that someone's going to be there for the next play. And I expect the uh, the Penrith Panthers to win this game. As I said, I, I've got them by eight. They're going to it's going to be a tight first half, but I expect Penrith to show their dominance dominance as the match grows. And um, I think the Roosters are going to hang in for a long period of time. Um, they're going to be looking to make a huge statement after last week's embarrassing display. But I've got the Panthers by eight points and uh, moving on to the preliminary final in my first prediction of the finals in 2020. All right, moving on to my favorite time of the week, Super Saturday, and it is the finals, but there's still two Saturday night games for the final time this season. Um, and it all starts at 5.40 from GIO Stadium. The Canberra Raiders will face the Cronulla Sharks, fifth versus eighth matchup, an elimination matchup. The loser will go home. The winner will continue into week two and versus the loser of the first game between the Roosters and the Penrith Panthers. So, obviously in round 20, we saw the Raiders rest 12 players and uh, still defeat the Cronulla Sharks 38-28 to um, in that matchup. They're going to be hosting and retaining a lot of their stars back into the lineup this week. Um, they've got all their players back, really. There's no real injuries Um Havili and Soliola will go back to the bench. Um, and Ryan Sutton won't make the team at all. But uh, they're going to be looking um, at full strength. And their reserve-grade team almost beat... Well, did beat their almost reserve-grade side. Defeated Cronulla last week. Who, In a fairness to Cronulla, they had a few uh, out last week as well. But with all their stars back on board, who knows what this game could be. Could be a flogging. Could be a close grind. Um, but Canberra at the start of the year, they were my premiership prediction. Um... They didn't make the top four, so they've got to create history um, because uh, no one in, outside the top four since the NRL began began in 1998 has won the premiership um, bef- before. But uh, if anyone can do it, I reckon this Raiders team um, can. I mean, Ricky Stewart will have them ready, fired up to go, just like in the 2019 finals. Moving on to the Granola Sharks, Chad Townsend's finally back from his suspension. Um, so he's going to add a little bit of security there in the halves, considering Sean Johnson has been injured. Wade Graham dropping back to the back row. Um, but I think he'll be, obviously, uh, very instrumental in their kicking game. Scott Sorensen is back to the bench, and they also welcome the return of Blake Braley and Josh Dugan and Toby Rudolph. So um, there's a couple of keens there for the Sharks as well. But let's be honest, Cronulla at the moment, they're a team that uh, has limped into the finals. Um, they're the only team in the history of the NRL um, in the NRL since 98 to enter a final series without defeating another team um, above them. So another team, a, a team in the top eight, that is. Um, and uh, they're going to have to break history to do it. I mean, the Raiders are the only team ever to uh, def- not defeat a team um, in the finals before the finals kicked off, um, before winning the premiership. So, and that, I believe, was in 89 when they won their first inaugural premiership, the Raiders. So... Um, they're going to have to beat history themselves, Cronulla. Um, obviously, limping in the finals eighth. It's going to be a tough ask. If we look at the history between these two teams, um, 
They've had 77 matches, and the Cronulla Sharks are the team that do hold the advantage. They've won 41 out of those 77 matchups. The Raiders with 36 wins. In finals matches, it's also been Cronulla that had had the advantage. They um, have won four out of six matches. The Cronulla Sharks have won four. The Raiders have won two in finals matches. Um, and most notably, the last time they did defeat the Raiders in a finals match was 2016, I believe. Um, the year that they did win their only premiership, the Cronulla Sharks, and they defeated Canberra on their home soil, which is what they're going to have to do again this week. Michael Ennis gave it to the crowd with uh, the Raiders' Viking clap. He gave it back to him after they won in that historic match. Um, and I expect I expect a similar match here. I mean, it's going to be the, the Sharks, everybody's ruled out, obviously, because they've limped in the finals. I think they're going to be up for this match. They've got nothing to lose. I mean, it's going to be a very grindy affair, but... As I've said during the year in the podcast, I'm so impressed by this Raiders team when it's on. I was at Wynn Stadium a couple of weeks ago when they versed the St. George Illawarra Dragons with one of my good mates, and he's a Dragon supporter, and I tipped the Raiders by 30 points in that one, and he called me crazy. Um, they didn't have a great first half, but they ended up winning the game by 29 points, and uh, it was all because of their second half effort. They were scoring tries at will. Uh, when George Williams, Jack Wyden, and John Bateman can really combine well, um, they were looking unstoppable, and Charles de Klodstad was just doing his thing from fullback. So they've got attacking power all over the board here, this Raiders side. Um, they've got some unsung heroes as well, which I really like. Guys like Starling, who has been fantastic at a hooker this year. He was fantastic again last week. They've got guys like Elliot Whitehead, who uh, does his job and can create attacking opportunities. And then you got, you know, the most underrated captain in the NRL, Jared Croker. I just think they're going to have way too much for this Cronulla side um, in attack. But as I said, I... I am a fan of Cronulla grinding at matches and really, you know, getting their, biting their teeth into matches and really grinding it out and, and trying to win based on their defense. And I think the defense is a is pretty good um, when they're on. Um, obviously, the stats haven't shown that at parts in 2020, but I think if they can just survive the initial 20 minutes in this game, I think they can make it a contest for a long period of time. And I'm not ruling out Cronulla in this game. I mean, Canberra are my tip for the Premiership, but I think if an upset can happen, I think this Cronulla side is capable. But to, for that to happen, you need Connor Tracy, you need Chad Townsend. They're their combination at, at its absolute best. And combining well with Will Kennedy, who's done a standout job at fullback, replacing the injured Dugan and the injured Matt Moylan at points in 2020. So um, an upset's not out of the realm of possibility, but I've got Canberra being too strong in this game. I've got Canberra by 16 and moving on to the next round. And... If you look at my first two predictions, in my opinion, that would set up a Roosters versus Raiders grand final rematch in week two of the finals, which would be absolutely massive. Um, Cronulla, as I said, though, they've got nothing to lose um, if they can, you know, withstand the initial onslaught, especially in Canberra, um, with all the Canberra fans there behind them. I think they're a real chance um, if they can just stay close um, early in the matchup, but uh, who knows, because this Raiders team, as I said, they've just attacking weapons all over the park, and if they're playing their best football, no one's going to beat them on their day, the Canberra Raiders. So the elimination final between the Raiders and the Sharks was pretty much the opening contest of the night on Saturday night, the appetizer, the undercard, but the main event, uh, the second of the top four battles, the Melbourne Storm will host the Parramatta Eels from 7.50, and on Saturday night from Suncorp Stadium, and where this game has the potential, just like the previous game, to be absolutely anything. The Storm will head into this match. Overwhelming favourites, despite a loss last week to the Dragons in the final round of the competition. Um, 
They're running into an evil side that, let's be honest, they've been hot and cold. They barely beat the Tigers last Saturday night to secure fourth spot, um, uh, third spot, I believe, sorry. Otherwise, we'd be looking at a very different uh, top eight bunch of matchups. Um, but they're facing a storm side that is so professional. Um, I believe on the podcast about 10 weeks ago, I said, I don't know if the storm will lose another game. They've lost two games since then. And one of them was to the Parramatta Eels without a lot of stars yet. And one of them was to the Dragons without a lot of stars yet. But take no credit to, away from their young guys. I think they did a really good job there. Um, and this game, as I said, the, the storm have such a good record over the Eels. Let's look at the history before I discuss it more. And, Overall, um, head to head, the these two te- sides have played thirty-seven matchups. The Storm have a twenty-three to fourteen game advantage over the Parramatta Eels, um, which is a dominant stat in itself. And the Storm, since their admission in the NRL, have really dominated the majority of their sides that they've played. Um, but it's the finals matches that is the real key indicator. And the Storm and the Eels have played in six finals matches, and the Storm have won all six. So um, that is almost a death stat there for the Parramatta Eels in their hopes in this matchup. The most notable game, of course, was the 2009 Grand Final where the Melbourne Storm um, were later revealed to be over the salary cap, but they end up winning that game 23-16 to against the Parramatta Eels side that was absolutely flying um, in the back half of 2019, soaring into seventh place, and um, it was an amazing, uh, amazing fight for the Eels in 2009, but they couldn't get the job done. So there's a lot of history um, and a lot of rivalry heading into this match. Um... The Eels, of course, defeated the Melbourne Storm 14 to nil in their only match that they played in 2020. But the Storm had a lot of players out that night, and uh, this week they are heading into this game basically full strength. They've got the likes of Smith, Munster, Jerome Hughes, Ryan Papperhouse, and all on board with their dominant forward pack. And uh, just like the previous game in the Raiders and Cronulla, I think the Eels, everyone's going to be ruling them out. Everybody's going to say they have no chance. The Storm have a fantastic record in Suncourt. They've got a fantastic record against the Eels in finals football. But if the Eels can stand the initial onslaught, caught me crazy, but I think the Eels are a real shot in this game. Um, but it depends what Parramatta Eels side we see show up. If this is the Parramatta Eels side from the first 10 weeks of the competition, they can win this matchup. But if it's the Parramatta side that we've seen that haven't been confident in themselves, their attack's been following the last two months. If it's that Parramatta Eels side, they could be in for a very long night. So this is a game that the Storm could win 50-0, or it's a game that the Storm will struggle in. Um, and it's all about whether the Eels can get the Storm off their ribbon early in this game. Their forwards need to be aggressive. It's very important that Reuben Campbell-Gillard and Joseph Paulo have... Sorry, Junior Paulo have such a good start to this matchup because they're the keys for this Parramatta side. Guys like them, Nathan Brown, Ryan Madison, they can upset this Melbourne forward pack and really get over the top of them in the first 20 minutes. The Eels are a huge chance in this game. The breaking news on this Tuesday afternoon edition of Steven's, Steve's NRL footy tips is that Dylan Brown will be returning from injury um, and taking his spot at 5'8", alongside Mitchell Moses, which is absolutely huge in the uh, looking at this game. And because his combination with Mitchell Moses and Clint Gustin attack will be the key for the Parramatta Eels. Mitchell Moses, I've criticised him on this podcast this year. I'm going to talk about the 2019 finals match. It was week two of the finals. The para, uh, sorry, it was yeah, it was week two of the, the finals, and the Storm were coming off a loss um, heading into the second week of the finals. The Eels uh, were alive, and uh, they ran into each other to get into the prelim world final. The Storm defeated the Eels 38-0 in that game, 
and it was from the fact that they started the game off on fire, um, and the Eels just couldn't work their way back in this game, and Mitchell Moses was barely side in that game. So he needs a huge matchup if the Eels are a chance. Um, and really, the Eels, as I said, they need to slight, survive that initial onslaught. They need to get on a roll early and really cause some questions to this uh, Melbourne Storm's defensive outfit. Um, and if they can get on top, it's going to be a very in- interesting game. I'm actually tipping the Storm by two points in this game. Um, I know that they are the heavy favourites, and a lot of people will be saying that they can win this 13+. plus. I think it's going to be a very tight game to the finish. I've got the Storm just being too dominant um, based on the fact that they can score from anywhere in the field. Craig Bellamy has rested his stars off for a week. He's given them all a week off. We'll see if that backfires or not. But I think um, that it's going to do a world of wonder. And uh, if this is truly Cameron Smith's last year, he's going to be doing everything in his power to go out a winner. Um, and I think their combination is just so well. I said, as I said, you know, a couple of months ago on the podcast, I don't see them losing another game. I don't know if they're going to win this competition, but I know for a fact that they're going to be there when it counts. And um, it, you'd be a stupid man to bet against the Melbourne Storm um, because, as I said, they're... Other than the Roosters, they're the most successful team in the last 20 years. And um, really, if you include those salary cap scandals, um, if you take them away, they are the most dominant team in the last 20 years. And this is the time of the year where Craig Bellamy, Cameron Smith, and the Melbourne Storm shop and prove why they are the absolute best at what they do. So the Storm by two, but expect a very, very valiant and uh, courageous Parramatta side in this game. And they're going to prove that they've got um, still a lot to offer in season 2020 um, based on this performance that we're going to see on Saturday night. All right, that only leaves one game left of the first week of the NRL finals, and it all takes place at 4 p.m. from ANZ Stadium on Sunday afternoon when the South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the Newcastle Knights. And uh, we are the Rabbitohs at the moment. They're the talk of the NRL after a fantastic performance last Friday night against the Reigning defending two-time premiers, the Sydney Roosters, they demolished them 60-8. to eight. No one really predicted the Rabbitohs to win that game, let alone win in such a dominating fashion. And, uh, I mean, for them, it's all about backing up that performance and doing it again. Cody Walker, Adam Reynolds, they combined so well on Friday night. Cody Walker probably had the best game of his entire career. Um, and it was absolutely outstanding to see as a South Sydney fan myself. Um, I was very proud of their performance. Campbell Graham stepped up. Alex Johnson stepped up. Corey Allen proved his worth at fullback. And they showed that they've got the attack to miss, to mix with any team in the competition. And they show, showed that, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago, the uh, all the talk in the NRL was, you know, this premiership's only between three sides, the Roosters, the Storm, and the Penrith. Or the Rabbitohs just beat one of those three sides by 52 points. So they showed that... Just because you don't make the top four in the National Rugby League uh, doesn't mean that you can't make an impact and can't win the competition from outside of it, which the Raiders have also been looking to prove this year. So um, they're, they're on fire. Um, and as I said, the finals finals football is a very different beast compared to your regular season. The regular season doesn't matter when you're in finals. It only matters about what's ahead of you. Um, and they're versus a Newcastle side that has been very disappointing in previous weeks. Um, of course, that was compounded by the Gold Coast Titans, which I predicted on this show, winning five in a row to end their season. They defeated the Knights 36-6 to in an absolutely dom- dominating performance. And the Gold Coast Titans should really be in this final competition because they, them and the Warriors have been playing some great football in the last couple of months, but they 
just left their run a little bit too late, so they're going to be back stronger in next year. Um, we're going to talk about that in my season review later this year. But the Newcastle Knights, like the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they're so inconsistent in this, their performances that you never know what you're going to get with them. Um, one week they can be absolute world beaters, and the next week uh, they can't even fire a shot. So um, this is going to be a very interesting game because it's two the two teams in the top eight that are the two most inconsistent teams in this final series, this game could produce absolutely anything. Um, both sides' defences can be questionable at times, so that could also come into play. But uh, you've got to give the edge to the South Sydney Rabbitohs just based on their momentum they're carrying into this finals. I mean, that 52-point 52, uh, 52 victory over the Roosters, that 60-8 victory over them um, last Friday night, is one of the best wins outside of a premiership the Rabbitohs have had in their entire history. Um, I think it's their fifth biggest win ever. And... Um, and their t- biggest win ever against their arch-rivals, the Roosters. So um, that momentum's going to be hard to stop if you're Newcastle. For Newcastle, they've just got to hang in. Again, they've got to hang in early in the game, like I've said so many times in this preview this week. Um, but really, for the Knights, it's all about the Pierce, Lino, and Ponga combination. Kurtman in a hooker as well. Those guys have to be their absolute best because we've seen Caelan Ponga in 2020 be an absolute superstar and create so many amazing plays and win Newcastle some matches, but then we've seen him really targeted in other games, and if the Rabbitohs can target Caelan Ponga, which their defense was outstanding, and I don't think gets enough credit last week, um, but obviously it's been very inconsistent in 2020, but the Rabbitohs really bullied the Roosters last week, so if they can do that to Caelan Ponga, the Roosters' chances dramatically drop in this match, um, and really, uh, their forward pack needs to match a Rabbitohs' forward pack that at the start of the year, there was a lot of doubters saying that, you know, the guys like Tatola and Tom Burgess and Jaden Sua and Bailey Siren and these guys couldn't match it up uh, with the premier forward packs in the competition. Well, they dominated the Roosters forward pack last week. So Newcastle need to be at their absolute best. If we look at the history between these two sides, um, you're going to see that head-to-head, they've played 23. The Knights have a 27-16 advantage head-to-head over the South Sydney Rabbitohs. They've usually had the Rabbitohs number um, including uh, in round 10, they defeated them 20-18 to 18 in a game where the Knights were absolutely on fire early in the game. The Rabbitohs came back with 15 minutes to go and almost beat them at the end. But I think for the first 20 or so encounters that the Rabbitohs and the Newcastle played, the, the Knights won like 17 or 18 of those games. So um, they've got the wood over the Rabbitohs. They've never played in a finals match, these two sides. Um, so really, history's there to be ridden. The loser, they don't get another week. It's elimination finals. So... Uh, how disappointing would it be for the Rabbitohs and their fans if they, after destroying, um, you know, the reigning two-time premiers, the Roosters last week, come out and lose this game and get eliminated in Newcastle? It would be absolutely devastating for all their supporters. Um, but for the Knights, um, you know, it's been their best season in a very long time. Adam O'Brien has done a great job in his first season. Um, but they're limping into a final series like Cronulla. Um, and they need to have a point to prove. They're not going to be heavily backed in this game, but they definitely have the potential to cause an upset. But for mine, I just see the Rabbitohs absolutely um, continuing the role they have been on. Um, based off last week, momentum's a very funny thing. And I, I've said it on this podcast before, the South, the South Sydney Rabbitohs have are such a momentum-based side um, that when things go right for them, things are going great. And when things go bad for them, they go horrible like we saw when they lost to the Bulldogs for round 19. So which Rabbitohs side is going to show up this game? The round 19 side or the round 20 side? Um, the side that makes unforced errors or the side that's practically perfect? You're going to have to watch this game to find out because I don't have the answers to that question. And um, Wayne Bennett, 
he's a pro at getting them up for the big matches. And, uh, you know, why, while Newcastle aren't in the best form, they're going to have to be the absolute best of the Rabbitohs. They're going to win this game. And um, the Knights, they're capable of causing upset if everything goes right. You know, the, the, you know, the, the cards fall into their hands. But overall, you've got to tip the Rabbitohs. A smart betting man would tip the Rabbitohs just based on their around 20 performance against the two-time Premiers. They could be peaking at the right time. They could have left their run and timed it perfectly, just like the Canberra Raiders, who are another team, you know, capable of winning this premiership from outside the top four. Um, so I'm going to tip the Rabbitohs by 18 points. Um, and uh, if we, if you, if you saw last week when the Rabbitohs are on fire and that they're best in attack, they're impossible to stop. So um, Newcastle, it's important for them to have their foundation and their combinations right because if they don't, it could get ugly quick. Um, and in the same token, if the Rabbitohs start the game with their unforced errors and just, you know, don't show up uh, physically or men- mentally, the Knights could have put on a scoreline against CFs too. So, but I'm tipping the Rabbitohs to continue their form and win this one by 18 points. All right, that concludes a massive edition of Steve's NRL footy tips. Let's recap my footy tips now. In the first game of the finals 2020, I've got the Penrith Panthers defeating the Sydney Roosters by eight points. On the Saturday games, I've got the Raiders being too strong for the Sharks. Uh, I've tipped the Raiders by 16 in that matchup. I've got the Storm surviving a very courageous Eels performance. Um, the Storm winning that game by two points. And in the Sunday game, I've the Rabbitohs been too strong for the Knights by 18 points in a very high-scoring encounter. But those are my tips for round one of the finals. Um, as I said, it's been an honor presenting you and uh, presenting you this podcast each week this year. And um, I've been overwhelmed by the support, uh, whether it be from Australia across the world. I know there's some Papua New Guinea listeners out there, and I want to thank you guys for your support as well. Um, thanks to guys like uh, Jack Rankin, Matt Cosaru, Aaron Mann, Josh Duncan. Um, these guys that, and Ben Nolan as well, these guys that support the show each and every week. And, um, you know, 2021, it's going to be an even better year. We're going to get the setup right. Hopefully COVID's out of the world by then, and I can get guests on almost every each and every week. But there's plenty of content left to come for 2020. I hope you guys enjoy your football this week. I'm so excited the finals are here. We're going to have plenty to talk about, I'm sure, next week based on this week's results. And um, if your teams are in the finals, good luck. Um, it's been a very long and very uh, very bizarre season. Um, but I don't think there'll be any asterisks next to the winner of this grand final. I think whoever wins this would have earned their premiership. And... Um, Really, it's exciting to be in a finals race where there's, you know, almost every team in the top eight, in my opinion, can win the thing, despite, uh, apart from the Knights and the Sharks, and they're definitely capable of winning this first week of the finals. But we've got teams like the Rabbitohs and the Raiders outside the top four that can really make a stir in this competition. And this creates a very exciting finals experience. You can feel the excitement and the emotion in the air. And uh, good luck to all the teams participating in the year. And um, whether it be watching the NRL men's finals or watching the... Uh, the women compete. There's a lot of rugby league action for the rest of the year, and I hope you guys enjoy it. And I'll see you guys next week on Steve's NRL Footy Tips. Enjoy your weekend of football.